What's up, guys? This is Matt from the Human Animal Podcast. We are back after a much-needed week hiatus. Um, little you. little baby Myers is in the world now. Yeah, I was going to say that was a productive week off. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> laborious it was, maybe. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, I've gotten to tell Nate a little bit about um, the birth, but it was. I guess awe-inspiring. Like I know we we kind of raise mothers up, you know, in our society, and I don't think we do it enough now. <laughs> I think I think I think we're actually undershooting the mark. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My wife was just. It was the most incredible thing I've ever witnessed. Um. And just her strength and her patience and love was was really humbling. So, uh, and we had we unfortunately had a little bit of a stay in the hospital after that. So we're just kind of getting our sea legs now. We've finally been home. This is our second day home. Um, labor started last week, so it's been a long week. But last had, Thursday, right? Yeah, last well Friday morning at three a.m. So I get mm-hmm. Thursday night, Friday morning. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that we can talk about this sometime. I, I actually I think I learned some valuable lessons, and I still think it'd be really cool to get Valerie on here just to talk. Pregnancy mm-hmm. stuff. Oh yeah, I'd love that baby stuff. I've got some questions. Yeah, I know. I know, <laughs> I know um, nothing about it. How has your week's gone? I haven't seen you guys in a while. Uh, my week's been good. Um, you know, just kind of uh, as you guys may or may not know, listeners. Um, I'll be. Uh, I'm moving soon, so um, you know, just working on selling the condo and getting the inspection done and. Um, I've also just been working, uh, like crazy on natemillerfitness.com and kind of restructuring it and, um, pumping out content, try Yeah. Pumping out content. I reached, uh, what was it? Like, uh, I think it reached 35 posts last week. Just to give you guys an idea, he's been doing this for like a month. I've had free fit guy for four years, almost. Three yep. and a half years, and I have 140 posts, excluding the human animal. So he is dominating, and we mm. actually talked about this um, earlier. But uh, <clears throat> Nate's blog is now one of my go-to, like one of the five things that I read every day. Uh, I started reading it because he was my friend, and now I read it because it's just really good. So, well, thank you. You check it out. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I, I certainly put a lot of heart and soul into it and you know I, I love to see people when people comment and give me feedback and um you know whether it's on facebook or twitter or um you know on the actual posts i, I love it so you know in anchorman where the second um news team at the end is just like i don't know no he's talking about his his uh the girl right he's like she's better than me that's basically sums up my feelings on that <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, Jake, how you been, dude? Fantastic. Just getting my vitamin D, staying outside, right? Setting some new fitness goals. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Like what? Like, I'm going to set the world record for single arm pull-ups. It's going down. I, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. Watch for me. 2020. 
Okay. Yeah. But, well, good, that's a good long-term goal then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. Was like, build and, up to it. and like, are you doing this next week or like? <laughs> yeah. Currently, I'm at zero. Yeah. Currently, I'm, so. zero, I'm at negative one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome, dude. Sweet. I I loved uh, working on one arm pull-ups a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you just gotta be careful that you develop that stability first because the shoulder it's pretty yeah. intense. Yeah. Cool. I actually just watched the video and so I got excited <laughs> about it. Nice. All right, that's what I gotta do. Nice. Did look that hard. Hey, inspiration can come in many forms. Yes, right. it can. So I love it. All right. Well, today we're gonna try to do a, a quickie. Um, but this one is actually super valuable for everyone and for coaches in particular. Um, yeah. We're basically pulling back the veil mm-hmm. of how we would talk someone through a coaching session for kind of like healthy habit change or how we're going to um, affect the maximum return on investment for their time and energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a side note, everybody, um, there are so many more coaches out there and you are probably a coach to somebody. So, you know, a lot of these concepts can be applied to all sorts of things. It's not just fitness. And yourself. Yeah, and yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So at Force, we use kind of four pillars. And I think that they've become common recently within the kind of spheres that we run in um, to talk about these four. I actually am going to add two more because we take, I think, a broader view on this podcast than um, a lot of people do, right? So those uh, those first four would be – these are the kind of like our four pillars of, of what we would look at for fitness and health. And um, I would call them movement, food, rest, and mindfulness. You need rest, recovery. People call these all different things. They might say exercise, nutrition, uh, stress management, and sleep would be other ways to label them. Um, I like those other terms just to be a little bit more broad in um, what we're talking about. And then the two bonus ones I would add in there are community and nature. Um, So, Jake, uh, you know, you just had a really successful coaching session we we mentioned Mm -hmm. recently, we feel like. Um, Why don't you just uh, talk us through when someone comes in and they're kind of goal setting with you initially, how are you going to help kind of pinpoint um, the change that is going to help them the most? That's kind of what we're really doing with this system. It's a it's a system that's not all-encompassing, but it gets you a heck of a long way. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess it it depends a little bit on what the situation is. Is it... The f- is it the first time that I'm meeting with the person or is it, you know, like a a reevaluation? Someone comes back to us after, you know, training for a little while and says, Hey, you know, maybe I've stalled out and I want to, you know, I want to see what's going on. Um, so, you know, in that case, we, we sit down and what I like to do is just shut up, right? I just sit there and I listen to the client. I talk to them, Hey, what's going on? You know, Tell me, how's life right now? Okay, well, you know, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, your training. You know, are you making it to your sessions? Are you active, you know, outside of the gym? As Matt said, you know, that movement, you know, are you moving? And, you know, if 
we feel that that's in place, then then great. You know, we talk about their uh, their food. You know, what are you eating? How often are you eating? Um, and you know, discuss you know how the food's making them feel, and if they're really evaluating that, um, you know, what kind of decisions are you making in regards to your food, and are you eating um, you know, mindfully? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, discuss sleep. You know, how many hours are you getting of sleep uh, per night? So, uh, you know, how many hours are you getting, and is it restful? You know, have you set up your your um, your your sleep area to be optimal? You know, are you on your computer right until right before you go to bed, um, or are you? Do you have a specific process that you go through uh, for going to sleep? Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, is it to me? It sounds like um, you're really being kind of that that voice of awareness and of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like you're you're totally like setting up the scene in the broader picture for people. You're that, just that's really cool. I like ref- that. You're just reflecting back on them. You're just yeah, you're yeah. you're just serving as a as a gentle mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I don't really make any judgments here. I think the where this goes wrong immediately is that coaches latch onto something or a person latches onto something uh, very specific right away. Oh, you need to change that. Or, um, which is sadly even more common, I think, in the coaching field is they're lying. Yeah. They're lying to me. If, if you're doing all the things you're saying you're doing, there's no way you couldn't be making progress. So they must be lying to me. They must be lying about their calories. They must be lying about how much they're working out or moving. And that is the exact wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. If you do that, I think you're a shitty coach. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. The, what, what we do is, I mean, first, you have to establish trust with this person. So exactly like you're saying, talk to them. Develop a relationship. Once you have trust, I mean that's necessary for any future thing and you calling out or like suggesting that they're lying isn't building trust or safety with that person. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you can look at it this way. So this person is totally opening up to you or if you're coaching yourself, you're totally, you're being completely honest with yourself. Like if you're in that position where you are completely vulnerable and you're opening up to someone, you're saying, I trust you. And if a coach or if you do this to yourself where you just immediately go judging people and, you know, saying like, oh, well, you know, uh, here's this problem. Here's why, you know, this is, um, you know, this is what you're doing wrong. And, you know, you just kind of keep hammering all the judgments down. It's just you're taking someone who's who's defenseless and you're just beating them, you know, emotionally. Yeah. You know, instead of kind of building them back up. Yeah, they come to you because they're saying, hey, you know, something's wrong or I'm not happy with where I am. So help me out. And then you're going, if taking that approach would feel like you're attacking them. Yeah. And not supporting them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, which is why I really like what you said, um, you know, just because and kind of how Matt expressed it is that gentle mirror, mm-hmm. you know, of saying like, okay, maybe this is the situation I'm in. But there, there's no judgment attached to it. Yeah, you know that I, I like that a lot. Asking mm-hmm. them questions a lot, and then 
I think the second mistake that people make is that they get really comfortable in their wheelhouse, whether that's the workouts in the gym or something else. So they, they try to make it. So, 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 so if you're a hammer, the whole world is a nail. Mm -hmm. I literally just wrote that in a blog (laughs) post I was working on today. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and so it's the, the temptation is one to do more of something, right? I'm exercising three days a week. I'm not seeing progress. I must need to exercise five days a week. I'm doing normal strength training. It's not working. I better do some density sets paired with weight training, paired with this tempo thing. It seems like, you know, every week uh, we see that there are these these blips on the radar, some new training thing, someone's writing about something new, and people try them and kind of add them in not really thinking about the fact that the, uh, I think about it all as, as an investment, right? The amount of energy you have to expend in order to ramp up that last 2% of your training gets you such little results. Like it's all diminishing returns, right? That's all. It's a, um, we we're looking for the minimal investment for the maximum return. So, becoming more hyperactive about one category that in general already looks pretty good is probably not your gap. And what we're trying to do here is identify your gaps because that identifies your needs and gives us, gives us a, a path to a solution for you. Right? So what I really like to do, and Jake, we talked about this before is, uh, you know, if someone says, Hey, I'm exercising three days a week. I'm like, all right. You're, and, and how's your movement? Are you walking? Maybe is one place I would go if that's good. I'm like, all right, great. I'm really, I'm really happy with that. I mm-hmm. think that sounds awesome. Nutrition, how's your food? And this one is one we all know can be a little bit dicey, but I put my trust in the client or in myself. And I say, if you feel good, if you feel like you're, you're doing the best you can, I'm not going to worry about changing nutrition. I'm not going to worry about food. And I like keeping in that food because I think food keeps it more real and wholesome, right? Rather than this scientific endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I need to intermittent fast on Monday, Wednesday, Friday for eight hours. And then I need to intermittent fast for 16 hours on these other days. And I need a carb cycle and I need a fat cycle and I need to make sure I get BCAAs in the morning. So I'm not burning protein and muscle because I want to keep my muscle mass up. Like, dude, just calm down. (laughs) Right. This is, this is what we're trying to avoid. Food should not be stressful. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it should be easy. So then we go to the other two that are starting to become more popular. We have uh, sleep or rest. I just think it's important to rest, not just sleep, but to shut your mind off sometimes and just be in the moment. This is such a reinvigorating experience. So we can talk about that. We can talk about sleep and sleep environment. Um, mindfulness. To me, I don't even like talking about stress or stress management because I think that is a reactive Mm-hmm. term. Yep. Mindfulness is the proactive term. It's a lifestyle term. Yeah. Well, and, and, you I know, like al- also mindfulness is not, um, you know, it is not a response to s- stress. You know, it's, uh, you, you can be mindful of all the great things that are going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a stress management technique. It's a like skill. Like you said, it's, it's, a it's a, it's a life skill. It's something that increases the good uh, in everything. So good experiences become better. 
and neutral experiences become good and bad experiences become less bad and, you know, or challenging if you want to use challenging rather than bad. Um, and so it's, it's something that can really help you, uh, in all sorts of aspects of your life. Yeah. And, it, and all these things overlap. They're not, there, there are, are six pillars, but they're, they're not all completely separate. They're, they're like a, they're like brick pillars and yeah. like they, they kind of overlap. That's, um, the, that's the, I mean, the approach. <laughs> we, when we look at it more from a, a systemic viewpoint where let's look at this person as a whole and not necessarily, you know, try to, to break it down to that very specific thing. Let's see, you know, if you are super stressed about what you're eating and, and maybe that's leading to you getting lower quality sleep. Well, all of these things, like you said, start to bleed together. And so, you know, we just want to identify what's that, what's that one thing that we can do that the most simple thing that we can do that's going to start moving us back in that positive direction. Yeah. And I think one thing we can do is go back through these categories after we kind of give a general overview and say like, hey, what are some general things that we would look for Mm -hmm. in each of these categories before we would just say, hey, you've got a good start here. Yeah, yeah. So um, last two, which I think are super important, and you guys, I'm adding these in. I kind of added these in and and just told these guys about it because I've been thinking about this recently. Yeah. But we've talked about it before, the importance of community. We've talked about building a community, um, social recruiting social support, but your community is uh, a vibrant part of your health and yourself. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if you look at these pillars, like we just said, you can't look at one of these pillars and diagnose a problem. And in my opinion, you can't look at a single person and diagnose a problem. You have to zoom out and you have to look at their community and their surroundings. Like if someone has, you know, a, a food problem, they have, you know, they eat just tons of processed food like things all the time. And you know, you can't just say, oh, just eat whole food. Sometimes you have to look at their community. Food environment. Their food environment. What's going on in your community? Like, why is it that it is so hard for you to eat whole foods? It may not be wholly their fault. They may not be in charge of their food environment. So the, the community is, is absolutely vital to understanding what's going on. So I, I, when you said that um, you were going to add community into the one of the pillars, I like lit up because it's it's so important, and I hadn't thought about that before. I, I really like it. I agree. You know, I just met with uh, a new client who is experiencing that firsthand. Right, he hasn't even started training, but he got involved with us from one of our current clients, and they've already been encouraging him and you know talking to him about the the changes that he's already put in place but he also has a a different uh you know community that is more negative that was mm-hmm. kind of trying to bring him down so had he not had the uh, the individuals encouraging him maybe that other community would have won over right mm-hmm. and brought him back down but because you know, you get into, uh, in, you know, a, a place where the people that care about you, like, like a force and that support helps you, you know, make those positive changes. Yeah. And it, 
and it's it goes this, all these categories are so broad it goes even to me beyond that to do you feel like a valuable member of your community mm, yeah what ways i mean if you feel like you don't have agency and you don't have value to affect the the people and the things around you you care about that's going to be a big part of this. And I mean, we say it all the time, be strong to be useful. Like part of the reason we care about fitness is that we care about helping others. And so this community aspect is a two way street. And then we finally have nature, which makes me sound a little bit probably like a hippie hippie, but I can't describe the number of times that simply spending time in nature has made such a huge difference on my mental and physical health. And there are there is pretty solid research starting to come out now from Japan um, where people who spend time in nature have reduced uh, stress levels, like measurable in their bloodstream. Um, you know, our brains are... I mean, have you ever gone to... Everyone likes looking at a natural landscape. Mm-hmm. Our brains, it's like candy to our brains to see all the different colors and angles and distances. And we are so focused on the things right in front of us that even like eye health is is affected by being able to focus at different distances, which we, we rarely do anymore. Um, there's grounding, which, you know, I still don't, I think it's interesting. The research is interesting. I don't think it's conclusive. But we've talked about that before. The the by being barefoot or being in contact with nature, we transfer electrons and we can see some uh, reduction in inflammatory markers just by being in nature. And then there's just kind of like the joy, the sun on your skin, um, the fresh air, and being connected. I really think one thing that you know, with especially with. Um, technology is that we've become so disconnected from our environments and from each other. And mm-hmm. I think nature and getting back to nature is a powerful way to uh, re-engage in that. I, that's why I love like hiking and backpacking. It like, it demands that you are connected with your environment and aware and paying attention because if the moment you are not paying attention you know, you're going to step on a rock the wrong way or, trip over you know, something. you trip all over a route or, you know, you don't see like, oh, wait, I'm walking through poison ivy, you know, that it's kind that of forced thing. mindfulness. Well, exactly. You know, it's it kind of is because you're having you have to be aware of where you are, what's going on. And it just it's for me. I mean, I, I've talked to you about this. I remember we were um, coming up from a, a convention, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I've gone on some pretty long backpacking trips. Uh, I think longest was like fifty-six miles, and um, that's long. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole thing was essentially meditation, and it was for that exact reason. I, you know, I was paying attention to where I was all the noises around me, all the sensations, you know, the blisters on my feet, the backpack digging into my shoulders, you know, how much water do I have? You know, how far until the next water stop? You know, uh, when am I, you know, where would be a good place for me to camp for the night? You know, is there a place that I can start a fire there? You know, it's like, I'm just being so aware of what's going on. I wasn't thinking about 
you know, the, the stressors that I had, uh, back at school at the time. I did this when I was, um, studying at IU and it's just like, I wasn't thinking about, oh, you know, all these tests or all these things I have to know and all these stressors going on in my life. Um, it was, it was a spiritual experience, um, for me, you know, and, and that's something that has really changed my perspective on, um, on mindfulness and on nature and just how important that stuff is. Um, so if you've never gone backpacking, I recommend it. It is amazing. Strong Buddha. So here's another concept that I want to throw at you guys, which was also fun. Um, I think for coaching in these six categories, as a coach, you can't just think about what you want them to do. <laughs> you have to start thinking about what can you do to enable them uh-huh. for not, positive change. Not your goals for them, but their goals for themselves mm-hmm. and what you can do to help them get to their goals. So for, for example, instead of always assigning them a task, I want you to work on this habit or this thing. Um, community... As a coach, you should be locking that down. You should be giving them opportunities to to join in a community, um, to participate, to give back. Um, you can arrange for that opportunity to be there without them having to worry about it or take it on themselves. Uh, movement, in some ways, like your you know your program design and your follow up with them and your kind of checking in with them, is going to help with the movement. With food, don't even ask them to eat a certain way. Just give them a free water bottle or have a potluck where you provide food. And it doesn't. It, it becomes a non-internal, stressful, changing thing. It's just something fun to participate in. Uh, lead a mindfulness retreat, you know. Pass out orange goggles that black out blue light for people to wear in, at night. Say, hey, we're all going to look like dweebs together. Right? <laughs> Which went on that community hike uh, last Saturday. Yeah, community hike. Opportunities to get out in nature. Mm-hmm. Right? Build community. Mm-hmm. These are things that if you are a good coach, you are engaging in. You are taking responsibility. It is not enough to say, uh, if you don't do the things I tell you to do, then I can't help you. And it, the fault. You have to take responsibility for your client's success. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are, as a coach, you're a leader of the community. And one thing that um, uh, really great leaders do is they have the trust of, their, of the people who are following them. They, as the, the communication between the leaders and the followers is that you value the community and their relationships more than you value yourself. And that you would act to your own detriment for their benefit. And those are the good leaders. Those are the people who will follow. Those are the people, you know, who will, uh, who will create an environment for healthy growth. To know that the group matters and that, uh, all getting to a better place together 
is more valuable than one person uh, winning and everyone else suffers because of it. You know, and so as, as a community builder and as a leader, you know, you may not have nature runs because, you know, you're the best runner and ever, you know, no one else really runs. You, know, you may want to slow down a little bit because other people, more people can come along and you can have a more rich community that way. So just a thought. So this, I'm really stoked about this, right? This is such a great system. I feel like thinking about this more over the last couple of weeks um, has, you know, just clarified it for me. Like this is, this is a great starting system to look at your own habits right now and to help those that you love by just having a conversation with them and then taking action as much as you can to support them, right? So what are, just really quickly, let's shoot through each topic. And I don't even think we have to say what we want or expect. Maybe just some, maybe just like some simple questions to ask yourself in each category to see kind of where, get a gauge of where you're at. Does that sound good? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Okay. So, um, movement. The first question I would ask is, you know, what, how much variety of movement are you getting in throughout your entire day? Um, very simple. I mean, we can, we can expound on that, but are there some other things you guys would think of? Uh, yeah. I mean, the first question that came to my mind, um, is does my movement bring me joy? Boom. My thought immediately was how often are we moving? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Variety, frequency, joyfulness. Those are mm -hmm. our first places. Isn't that weird that we didn't talk about exercise? Whoa! What we we didn't we <laughs> we we didn't even mention like push pull balancing or like yeah. undulating periodization or anything like that. Those all have their place, <laughs> but this is just our baseline. Mm -hmm. um, creating a good movement environment. Creating a yeah. good movement environment. Uh, are you you know this is kind of these all blend together? But if you are working out, how do your workouts make you feel? Mm -hmm. Right? How often? How often are you doing them? Um, is there so variety in your workouts? Yeah. Is there joy in your workouts? Yep. <laughs> so that would be, that, that's movement, food. What do you like to eat? Um, I would probably ask something like, uh, do you carry a water bottle on you or have easy mm -hmm. access to water? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I would ask if, you know, is your food uh, a source of stress or is it uh, something that comes naturally, easily? Mm -hmm. And then I, I would probably go into, you know, what was your question? What do you like to eat? I was going to say, how, how does your food make you feel? Yeah. That's where it leads. Right. That's where you go to from there. How does your food make you feel? And, and both physically and, and emotionally, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we could probably break down a little bit into, you know, where do you like to shop? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. this is the uh, go back and listen to the episode with Lori Croc because yes. she talks about how she deals with nutrition with her clients. And it is, it changes is a game changer. I really do think it is. It's yeah. a game changer. Yeah. It I, awesome. uh, 
that that was a multiple boom episode, even though I didn't actually say it because I didn't want to interrupt her because I didn't want to like mess with her flow. She was just kicking butt. I don't know if you'd even developed the boom yet. I think that was still a prototype. Uh, <laughs> boom's uh, really off air then. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, rest. How is your sleep? Do you? How do you feel when you wake up? How do you feel when you wake up? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you need an alarm to wake up? Um, what time do you feel most awake? How do you feel uh, in between workouts or in between sessions? Yeah. I, I'd ask how how do you feel in the middle of the day? Yeah. Is it restful sleep? Yeah. Or are you tossing you and turning? Even, and then you can get more specific. But, like, these are the general questions. Like, this is the template, guys. You can take this and run with it. Mindfulness. Sometimes it's just, you know... Like you said earlier, being that mirror, but it's just bringing about awareness. You just ask the right question, and, and oftentimes the client or the individual you're talking to will will figure out the solution for themselves. Well, I, I think that and that comes down to giving the individual agency. You know, I love agency. Where I I just talk about agency constantly. I don't care. We should talk about it all. I, the time. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you're most of the time. The vast majority of the time, people have the tools necessary to help themselves. They just don't know. So I like the reason why we're asking these questions is to give you guys the tools that you need to realize that you have all the answers. Or not all, of them, but the vast majority of the answers. And also be mindful of when you don't. And exactly. who you can go find to help. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we are uh, moving on to mindfulness, mindfulness. and the I, questions. I would say, um, you know, how maybe one is just do you have a, a dedicated mindfulness practice at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or um, I'm trying to, Nate, this is, I think this would be you. Where, where would you go with it? Cause I'm thinking a couple things, but I don't know. Okay. So I, I would say stuff like, do you get bored easily? Um, Ooh. I would, I would ask, um, you know, do you find yourself, uh, dwelling on anxiety? Um, you know, are you, um, are you able to, uh, feel an emotion, whether it's anger, anxiety, um, any, you know, an emotion, recognize it, you know, act accordingly and then let it go. You know, are you able to, um, are you able to listen to your body? Like, do you, do you know when like you're tired or do you just kind of push through until you crash? Yeah. Like the, the thing I was thinking of is how aware do you feel of your internal and external environment at any given time. Mm-hmm. And th- speaking of internal and external really quick, cause I've, I've got a, we've got just a, we've got five or seven minutes left, but I've got to get a, a baby to a pediatrician checkup. So, um, internal and external locus of control. This is why we want the solution to come from you. People mm-hmm. want to be told what to do because that's what we've, ex- we've, we've learned to expect. Uh, from uh, society and from like an exchange of goods kind of yeah. standpoint. Well, it, it, it's almost paternalistic. Yeah. But really, 
any any change that that's lasting is going to come from you. And when it's forced upon you from the outside, there's only so long you're going to stick with it. So by this is what coaching is by getting them to engage in their own process mm-hmm. of self coaching. Yeah. Um, community. Do you feel? Do you do you have ways to to reach out and give and feel like you can give back to the community around you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel supported? Who are your biggest supporters? Yeah. Who do you, who do you support? Yeah, those actually, it's kind of funny. Those are like four questions that I had in my head ready to go. Like all four, like we're there verbatim on the same page, (laughs) on the same page. Uh, Do you have, do you feel like you belong to a tribe? Mm -hmm. Do you have people who you trust and are there people who trust you? Do you feel like um, you have someone you could go to to talk to if you needed it? And do you surround yourself with those people? Do yeah. you know them or do you surround yourself with them? Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, nature. How much time do you sp- get to spend outside? Not enough. <laughs> when, oh, yeah. when was the last time you spent two or more hours in a row in nature? When was the last time you saw a sunset? When was the last time you saw a sunrise? When was the last time you saw both in the same day? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> this is turning into a game. I love it. <laughs> All right. So I think that really helps. I, I'm going to go back and listen to this and write down everything. I, I know. Like, I, I need to listen to this myself. Like, I just feel so good right now. Know. You know, it's just I... I, you know what, this podcast, <laughs> you guys are my community, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I I love thinking about this stuff. It challenges. You have to engage with it. You yeah. have to engage with it in order to become become better. So last thing, take all that we, we've, we've talked about. Find the thing that is the smallest, easiest change that is so simple it almost seems silly or something that gets you really excited in a good way but doesn't doesn't feel overwhelming. And just make that change and just see what happens. Just sit back and see what happens. Because what this cannot turn into is becoming over-obsessed with the details, over-obsessed in general. This needs to be easy. It needs to be seamless um, it can be challenging. I guess I, I, easy is maybe a little bit. It can be challenging. I, I, I kind of like the, the the German translation here. Einfach. Okay. It's simple. It's easy. Simple, not easy. There we go. Yeah. Simple, not easy. That's where I'm going. But it can be challenging. But um, in the beginning, you really might not. That might not be a good idea. And so what we're looking on is minimum investment, maximum return. If you are spending a lot of time in multiple of these categories and little time or, or don't have like a solid answer for these other categories, start there. Start with the category. You might be trying to get a six pack and you realize that you're not spending time in nature. We are telling you that that's the place to start. Boom. Okay. <laughs> it's not, if you already are obsessed with your exercise and nutrition, start somewhere else. We, Godspeed, everyone. I love it. <laughs> I, I feel like we should have a mic drop after this. <laughs> all right thanks uh thanks for being back um thanks for listening it was good to get back with you guys 
And we actually did this pot. It was an it was an outcast, as Jake put it earlier. That's right. We yep. did out in the garage with the birds chirping in the background, and we got a light breeze on us. And this is actually really nice. Yeah, it was a beautiful thing. Spending some time in nature with community. Mm-hmm. And being, being, being I was going to say, being, being very mind. mindful of what's going on. Yep. All right. Everyone take care, and we'll see you next week. Oh, my gosh. Big pod. Big podcast. Week. Molly Galbraith, Girls Gone Strong. I, I about. Formerly cr- of J&M Strength and Conditioning, yeah. Train Like a Girl. Yeah, I, I about cried when I saw that I couldn't make the podcast yeah. next week. Nate's taking Maria out east. Yeah. So Be in the car. Yeah. We'll be, uh, yep. And it's my birthday, too. Oh, God. I totally dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> you need to send over some questions <laughs> yeah. if you want to know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's do you that. Know, that. That's a good idea. And listeners, I'll speak on your behalf. send questions. Beautiful. Molly is not only, you know, amazing and super knowledgeable, but we love the kind of corner she's taken, what she's trying to stand for yeah. in this community. Yeah. And we are so excited to talk to her. I, strong female role. Yeah. I mean, her, her uh, blog is all about um, strong women and I check it out like every day. I love it. Yeah. Like it is such good stuff. We got a lot of important women in our lives. Absolutely. So yeah, we need to helps. empower them. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That's See you guys, guys next week. Peace. Have a good one. Stay healthy, Bloomington. And the world. <laughs>